Welcome to the Fleet Safety Geeks podcast, where we discuss the latest industry trends, best practices, and strategies for keeping your fleet and its drivers safe on the road. Whether you're a fleet manager, safety professional, or a driver yourself, our goal is to provide valuable insights and actionable tips to help you prevent accidents, protect lives, and promote a culture of safety within your organization. From vehicle maintenance and driver training to regulations and technology, we cover it all. Tune in every week as we explore the challenges and opportunities of fleet safety in today's fast-paced, ever-changing world. All right, welcome back to another episode of Fleet Safety Geeks. We have a special guest, Gary Johnson, who is Head of Safety, Compliance, and Strategy at Motive. Gary, welcome to our podcast. Well, thank you very much. Uh, This is an honor to be a part of the Geeks, so I appreciate this. Great. Bill, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Bob. It's been a while. I mean, I was on, I was on vacation and then uh, I, I started, or I should say restarted uh, a job uh, uh, with a pharma company that I had been with previously and I'm back there. So that took me away for a little while, but uh, it's good to be back here with you. And Gary, thank you for joining us. We, we appreciate you coming on. Appreciate it. Yeah. So, um, Gary, we're here to talk about some sort of safety technology that your company has, um, and it's a, a, a technology that's offered out there for a, a lot of different, probably trucking companies, but also fleets. Do you want to talk a little bit about what this technology is? Absolutely, and uh, again, it's it's just an absolute honor to be here and and to speak with you, and and of course your your vast audience. So yeah, I have the opportunity to really sort of uh, go back to the geeking out, but talking about something that's been near and dear to my heart for years. You know, I'm a safety guy, uh, thick and thin and true. And, you know, I, for over 37 years of my life, I've been in the safety arena. And I realized that how important technology really is. Uh, technology has advanced. I mean, when I started out, we had no technology at all. I mean, I started out in the car hauling business. Uh, there wasn't even air ride seats or air conditioning. It was very uh, basic. And then I tell you, I remember the very first technology that came out. It was uh, cruise control. And I swore drivers were going to quit over that, for heaven's sakes, because, uh, oh, my goodness, the, uh, the industry's changing. But, you know, you really look at, you know, the years where we are now. And it's just a vast amount of technology to even select from. It is advanced that that quickly. So really what we provide at Motive is, you know, really, and we sort of take it a different approach. We provide innovative solutions to really help uh, people who run their physical operations, you know, in order to deliver these solutions, but to help them be more safer, productive, and uh, and of course, profitable. So how do we do that? Well, you got to stay at the forefront. And how you stay at the forefront is you deliver technology what people need, uh, what pe- the, ultimately at the, you know, the biggest end game is, you know, to be safer and to protect lives. So that being the case, you hear nothing about, uh, recently it's all about artificial intelligence. And that's really where we step in and others have stepped in is how do you deliver an artificial intelligence solution that is not too complicated, but is accurate 
you know, artificial intelligence, if, you know, if people don't really understand it, it is a solution that I look at it as you have the eyes and you have the brain of a system. What it does is the eyes, the machine, the, the unit will look into the environment and identify if anything is unsafe. It's the brain that calculates that and says, hey, warning, warning, you know, let the driver identify or be told about what is being happening. And because of that, you know, that's where you're seeing the, you know, just the evolution of this technology being in a, instead of a reactive solution, it's being a proactive solution. How do we play into that? Obviously, we want to provide the best. And that's what is needed out there because you got to have accuracy and you got to have speed with that technology in order for it to be effective. But also, you know, you can't have any of that alert fatigue or fatigue management, meaning, you know, I've lived through the era of having technology where drivers are inundated by false alarms, false positives. So you have to make sure that when you are seeking the ability to have something that addresses unsafe behaviors, you're not getting the false negatives or false positives with that either. So you got to do all that. At the end of the day, how do you do that? I mean, and that's that's where I'd say that, you know, the company I represent has done an outstanding, outstanding job delivering that for, you know, the safety folks and for companies out in the industry. Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. So um, technology has been evolving on our vehicles for a long time. And Phil, I know that you've said this before, but like one of the um, famous ones you always bring up as an example is um, the ABS brakes, right? Mm -hmm. As soon as they put the anti-lock brakes on, um, we weren't going to have another single crash ever again. Right. Um, and that hasn't been the case. Um Cruise control is great. And as you mentioned, Gary, you know, you thought we'd never see an accident again. Well, we still have them. Um, right now, we have probably the, the largest number of accidents that have been happening, these preventable crashes and injuries and fatalities on our roads. Um, we need to do something. Technology certainly will play a role, but there has to be a human element here. Um, you know, your product is AI. It's a dash cam, right? Correct. And it's notifying drivers of, of something that they're doing, but there has to be people involved that coach or counsel or do something to, to change that behavior. The technology is just identifying it. Is that right? Uh, perfectly put. And I, you know, I liken it, you know, the NTSB utilizes a, a process when they investigate crash. It's, it's the safety ecosystem. The safety ecosystem is a balance between the human machine and the environment. So if you think about it and, you know, as a driver is going down the road, they have to have that balance in their, in where they are today or now without it. So let's say the environment, environment is out of, uh, out of sync and let's say it's snowing out. Well, it takes the human and the machine to balance that out in order to control. The same goes on the driver's side. If the driver, the human side is out of balance, then obviously the machine or the environment takes control. So how do you do that? Well, the human still plays a huge factor and you're exactly right, Bob. 
you got to have that portion into it. Now I'm old school. So old school, I always believe the driver has to drive the truck. That's just the way it is. But ultimately at the technology, what that does is it, it provides <clears throat> that coaching and what would I'd call a media coaching process in the cab as it's going. So if there's an encounter of an unsafe behavior or the falling distance is off or the cell phone is de being detected, it immediately notifies that you gotta, you gotta correct that behavior and you gotta bring it back into balance, the ecosystem back into balance. So the human factor on a driver level, obviously very important, but it goes back to the coaching mechanism as you stated and, and I always approach it this way with coaching. And, you know, we have this time of year is this, you know, sporting, you know, our, what I think is sort of the best time of the year when we have football going on. So because football is going on, what do we look at just how a professional athlete approaches their game. A professional athlete looks at game film and, you know, and really the majority of their time, other than some of running through the plays, they watch their, you know, nothing but their techniques, their performance, they're looking at, you know, their competition. But ultimately, it's all about bettering themselves on the performance level. Well, what do we call our drivers? We call their drivers professional drivers. So what is different? They should be also utilizing the technology and in this case, dash cameras to look at their game film and bettering themselves. And then what does the behind the scenes of the coaches do or the fleet managers do? They're the coaches, they're the mentors. They should be utilizing the coaching aspect to correct those behaviors as well. You know, I know you just recently had a great topic on about uh, driver behaviors and behaviors. You know, that's the key. That's the that's being the proactive part of any safety program. But the pinnacle of all safety is when you have self-correction with the driver or but having the tools to support him or her or even the coaching aspect is a you know supporting mechanism. So for me, this is all exciting news because this just adds to that game element, but it really is doing it for the purposes of bettering and honing the craft of those individuals. Because you, you mentioned also about just look at society, look at the environment, the roads are getting more dangerous, unfortunately. We're having a little tick down with some of the fatalities, which is a blessing, but ultimately it's it's not just the driver, it's the environment with everybody else in it. So how better to utilize technology, and this is a plug for technology, that it adds, I'd say, in a, a mechanism or another tool in the toolbox to really help that driver hone their craft. Gary, I'm, here, I'm glad to hear you say that, another tool in the toolbox. That's exactly right. So it has to be that multi-layer approach, right? Um, yep. so, and I, I'm also glad to hear the comparison. I thought it was very, very good, you know, professional, you know, uh, say a football player, we'll say go Eagles. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, they look at film and then they determine, okay, so we could have done, I could have done that better. I could have done that better. I could have done that better. And then if a driver has that film and they utilize that fantastic, but I think that if they have that film and they don't utilize that, they could open themselves up to, uh, problems with as far as the litigation, uh, you know, as as we all know, the three of us on this 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 uh, 
uh, call here, everything is discoverable in a, in a civil litigation. And they will find out if uh, a company uh, had access to that, uh, to those, those, uh, that, that, those recordings. And uh, if they had that and they done, did not document what they did to correct that behavior, other than the, the in-cab in coaching, which I think is fantastic. But I think also some drivers just, they're doing things wrong and they don't even know that they're doing them wrong. You know, because driving as, and people have heard me say this a thousand times in this podcast, driving is a series of habits and you develop those habits from the first time you sit down behind the wheel. So then you need to correct some of those habits are fine, but a lot of them aren't. So how do you correct that? And I think that what you're, the solution that you're talking about here is part of that process. So, uh, yeah, I'm glad to hear that you, you, the way that you put it, one of the tools in the toolbox, because it just can't be just that, but I think it's an important tool. I, you know, and you're hundred percent right. And I learned early on in my career you know, before the technology, I guess, is where we are today, but it really comes down to other tools. And one of which, and I'd say is probably one of the larger ones is, is the value or the, the approach of safety within an organization. And I'd say the attitude, you know, it really comes down, safety is an attitude. And, you know, we just did, Motive just did a, a research study uh, just at the beginning of this year where we surveyed about 1100 carriers. And the reason for the purpose of that is to really understand where does safety lay within the organization? So it's just shy of a million vehicles that we represented in this study. And when we asked the very first study question of is safety a priority in your organization? 95% of the respondents, yep, absolutely. It's the number one priority. Where it started to go off the tracks is the number two question, and that is, what are your top three focus areas in the organization for 2023? And safety came in third. It was increased revenue and uh, minimizing expenses was one and two. And then when we asked, well, what about last year? <clears throat> Excuse me, last year. What was the priority or what was the experience from last year? And of course, increased premiums, insurance premiums was number two. So even though the experience shows it, we say it, but we don't do it. And that's why the study is called the cost center misconception is because even though that people will invest, they look at it as at times a nice to have versus mm -hmm. really utilizing the benefits out of the technology to where it needs to be as a, as a valued tool. So I always take it as the approach, you know, safety is, is, is not a priority. And the reason I say that is priorities change given the circumstances, but it needs to be a value. And instead of a cost center, it needs to be a profit center because the more you invest in your tools, the better and greater return. And that's statistically proven. So how do you do that with the other tools? Well, it's a support of multiple tools, but also then you have to consider which tool. I mean, I can go down to the flea market and get the best dollar wrench that a man can find, but I get home, it breaks immediately, you know, because it's, it's filled with nothing like a craftsman tools. Do they even, they even make craftsman tools anymore? Yeah. I don't even, yes. do they? 
geez, yeah. I need to replace them. But ultimately, you know, I'll, you know, it's how do you when you have this vast amount of tools out there, you know, how do you choose from that, and how do you choose the best solution that can step in and support the efforts? Because we all know, both of you and your experience, you know, not every carrier is the same. Not every company is the same. I, I work for car haulers. I was with, you know, Air Freight with Federal Express. I was in uh, over-dimensional freight, LTL. I can tell you right now, not a single one of their approaches to safety is the same. Now, safety is safety, but it's, it by all means was not the same. So you got to be able to fit those tools in your segment and make sure those tools support and not dominate. Yeah, and um, again, Gary, you said about the, that the safety came in number three, but the first two were, um, I think you said, increased revenue, revenue and decreased expenses. Correct, yes. Lower your crash rate. Oh, the exactly. other two will be taken care of. I mean, it's right there. For for God's sake. Fleet, whether that's tractor trailers or whether it's a, a, a light yeah. duty vehicles uh, fleet. I mean, it's lower your crash rate. Crashes are expensive and all the Absolutely. associated expenses. It's just not the vehicle. I mean, all the, you know, the litigation and the timeout territory and the, I mean, it's just all the, the lost oh. revenue from, from having a, 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 you know, a driver down and a, and, and a vehicle down. I mean, those other two will be taken care of if you if you address safety first. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it's money out the door. Right. And again, let's be honest; it's expensive. We know, and you mentioned it, Phil, about just the attorneys and the lawsuits. I, you know, I've sat through enough depositions in my life and lawsuits. I know those are no fun to be through, but just. It's just a matter of that investment. It's a matter of taking those steps forward to making a difference. But, you know, and I get it, and I think we all get it. It's a business. I get it. We're a business. We're here to make money. That's that's ultimately, I get the goal. But you see people being very successful with it. It's not like it's a new concept. It's here. Right. It's just, how do you take those steps? And in that same study, you will see uh, a couple of questions about why you don't. And it's the same. I know this is a family friendly, so I won't swear, but it's the same stuff you hear. I don't know how to do it. I, you know, drivers are going to leave, you know, um, you know, I don't have the budget. I tell you, I've been in this industry as long as I have. I, if I, I could count how many times a driver is going to leave, you know, and then they don't. With this technology, let's say with uh, dash cameras, where are you going to go nowadays that someone doesn't have dash cameras in their technology? And go outside in any society. I've been in enough cases where, oh, lo and behold, here's a gas foot, uh, gas station footage. Oh, here's a bank footage. Here's a cameras are a part of our society. Yes. So how do you get over that? Let's, you know, I'd rather control versus living in an environment that I have no control. And, you know, and clearly that's where we are. But I'm with you, you know, it just takes investment. And, uh, and you know, it really takes the return and, may, and making sure that's the business part of it, the return. But, Phil, you said it. It's 
just what is the uh, per FMCSA the average cost of an accident's right around $91,000, So 10 accidents that you and I know that these companies are experiencing, that's a million dollars right there. There you go. million dollars. It's paid so, for. Yeah, it pays Every, for it. All, so. the, all, the, all the safety is going to be paid for, just reduce your crash rate, and then you know you want to get return on investment. There's your biggest return on investment. I would say safety is a huge return on investment. But then, you know, and I don't want to get away from it, Bob, we always say the most important thing um, with safety is we want to create the safest work environment for our employee drivers. You know, uh, and that is number one. But I, and I would love to say that co corporations do it for the right reasons. But the yeah. bottom line is the bottom line. So, you know, if you get, you know, well, I've, I've seen it over and over again over the years. And, and I've been in this as long as you have, Gary. People, as soon as they, they, they you know, we're having budget cuts. So we got, we got to stop, you know, doing the safety stuff because that's just too expensive. That is when they should be increasing the safety stuff. Yes. You know, they want, oh they want, God, again, yeah. they want to see a, a profitable proposition. There it is right there. Increase your safety. And guess what? You're going to have happier employees. And, and Gary, you said about drivers who say they want to leave. I have found that if drivers have a sense because you create that safety culture, and I think that's what you were you're saying there, create the safety culture within an organization. And they, and if they have an honest feeling that that, corporation, that company that they work for is concerned about their well-being, they'll stay. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, you know, if you really break it down and being in organizations like I've had, I work for organizations that had little to no driver turnover. And, but then I've worked for those uh, organizations that had high, you know, 100, 110% driver turnover. Those that had the low turnover, it wasn't safety. It was it was all about how being treated, the respect, right. you know, listening. And then obviously they had a feeling and they felt safe. They felt like they, there was a caring. And it's it's that's where I would say that ultimately it's goes back to that investment. You know, if we operated any other business. You know, our employees want to make sure, again, they're safe, there's no harm, but, you know, they want to see investment. They want to see better and new technology. They want to see the nicer trucks. Go back to my car hauling days. They were just custom chevs, no frills, hard, nothing. And then you look at today, automatics, you know, the comforts. <laughs> And, you know, I, as a safety guy, I still have some of the concerns of some of the, uh, you know, how quiet these vehicles are. But ultimately, at the end of the day, it, you know, they see that as a, an investment. And because of the safety features that are added to it, it, it really is, uh, they see it as a positive light. And there's a ton of responses and, and surveys to back that up. But even when it comes down to, and let's narrow it back down to the dash camera in this case, the AI dash camera, it is such a new technology. You got to make sure that when you back this, this culture up, that you're doing it with what I would say legitimate, but, you know, vetted equipment because nothing hurts worse. And I know both of you know this, nothing hurts worse than when you invest in the technology 
we didn't do our due diligence and it fails. And through the 90s, <laughs> yeah, uh, we could rattle off some of those that we thought, mm -hmm. oh, this is the best thing and it just mm -hmm. failed. And that's why you really have to utilize your networks, your benchmarking. You know, I, I referenced uh, when we're off air about this Virginia Tech study that we did that, and the reason that Motive did this was we wanted to provide a true uh, benchmarking or use case on those seeking technologies. And trust me, we had no idea how this was going to come out. We had, it wasn't because we knew we were superior. It wasn't. And there was three of us that were equally looked upon by Virginia Tech, one of which that's been around forever and, and is very well respected institution. And they beat the crap out of it. They took them, they kicked the tires, they slammed the doors. And they did it for the purposes that an end user would know that this emerging technology, who, you know, what you can rely on. And that was the purpose of the study. And I think it was one that is well worth, uh, you know, a look at because ultimately for us that are going to purchase these tools, you got to have somewhere to look at. You, trust me, you turn on your, 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 computer, you get inundated with all of these options. Well, that's why when you are trying to do the right investments, you got to look into and do your due diligence with these tools because there's way too many of them out there. Where could uh, our viewers see that study? So yeah, Virginia Tech study, obviously you can uh, Google it. That's how I do 99% of my, uh, uh, obviously my work, but don't tell my boss that. But ultimately, uh, you can go to gomotive.com. It's just between us, Gary. Okay. It's just don't <laughs> tell a single soul what I'm telling you. <clears throat> but ultimately, you go to gomotive.com. There's a copy there. Or Virginia Tech, also Virginia Tech Institute also has a copy of it. And, you know, when we talk about those meat and potatoes of driver behaviors, like your previous guest, you know, you got to make sure that you're getting to the meat and potatoes. And that's what this study will, will show. It will show, you know, and if uh, I'll boast for a second, just because I'm very proud of technology that, you know, Motive really did lead the charge, but it was after many years of investment and many years of, of stumbling. So, but ultimately go look at it. And if not to ask, you know, my biggest thing I'll say always ask your peers, ask your, go to your network, go to your benchmarking. I guarantee you, I didn't get this bald head from having way too many brains. I got this bald head from a lot of, you know, pushing my hair back and slapping my forehead because of something going wrong. But I had to do it because of my networking and peers. And that's how I learned throughout the years. That's how I still learn to this day. I learned that for some reason, Phil, you like the Eagles. I don't know how that is the case, but we'll, you know, we'll, we'll figure that out sooner or later. We'll see this. Bob right. hasn't divulged his team we'll yet, so we'll right keep there, that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> After last week, I really can't talk about my team because I'm. I've been a lifelong Denver Broncos fan. Oh, and oh, Miami just sort of oh, slapped oh, us down. Seventy biscuits. That was embarrassing. Oh, that was terrible. Okay, now yeah, I do feel bad. I live bad in Cleveland now, though. I, I live in Cleveland, so I've always had you know 
a, a soft spot in my heart for the Browns just because they should be in football. And I was yes. really upset when, when they went to Baltimore. So I'm, I'm glad they're back. And now that I live here, I just want them to be competitive. So right. this year, so far, so good. Yeah, I think At least I get to watch some good football yeah. on TV. <laughs> well, I grew up in Minnesota, so you know my conflict. I live outside of Green Bay now, so clearly a, a mm. Packers fan. But those Vikings, oh, no, I hear you. I hear your pain, and I feel your pain. But uh now I, that's what I say, you know, that's where I go back to professional drivers, professional athletes, you know, it's a good time of year and, you know, safety should always be uh, a wonderful thing year round, it should be invested mm-hmm. just like they invest in players. My heaven, my, you know, you got a quarterback in Denver that I don't know what the heck is going on with him, but, you know, he's got Wisconsin ties. So, so yeah. Yeah. Well, I like your analogy to the uh, pro um, uh, athletes, um, you know, watching the the game film and using the technology, but ultimately they are the ones out there making the plays and doing the right things. And that's what we need to do with our drivers, give them the tools, um, show them the the game film and, and make them the best drivers that they can be. Because like you said, the driver drives the vehicle. We, we as safety professionals need to make sure that we're doing the best we can to make sure that the drivers are being, as safe and responsible as possible. Technology is very prevalent. AI is the new buzzword. Um, all of this is coming. If there's something that, that an organization can look into that's going to make their driver safe, certainly they should look into it. Um, but ultimately make the driver a better driver is, is, in my opinion, the most important thing. Absolutely. And you're very well put, very well said. At the end of the day, it is those drivers that are behind that steering wheel and and their butts in the seats and we know how challenging these roadways are you know now you introduce uh, more and more distractions we've seen speeds increase Uh, you know i i can honestly say my respect for this industry and for those that are out there you know in what we call the physical you know economy the physical operations it's just it surprises me. Uh, it really does because if it isn't congestion, uh, the way people are driving, then it's getting into alleyways, backing. I mean, you know, they really do make decisions uh, probably equal to or more at times in a given mile of driving than an airline pilot does. So because of that and the environment they're around, you got to be able to well train them. And I've always said that, that the investment is always in the driver. It's always in the driver. And it's not so much the, you know, when I say about the investment in the driver, it really comes down to making sure they are supported in any way they can be. I liken this, you know, I've, I've revamped the many programs, uh, but I, I always reference driver orientation. You know, when a person starts in an organization, they're they're told by recruiters how wonderful it is, and it is. But ultimately, then they get into orientation. And what do we do for the three days of orientation? We tell them how they're going to get fired if they don't listen to policies and procedures. It's it's not how you're going to be successful. It's how you're going to get fired. You do this, you're going to get fired. If you do this, you're going to get fired. And, you know, it's just, it's a different mentality that we have to really think. That was the 80s when I really 
you know, started out. That was sort of the mentality. But we got to break that. It's how do you be successful? Because you know what? Uh, no company is going to survive without drivers. Just it's not going to happen. They got to have that freight moved, and that's how they get paid. So invest, support, mentor, help them be successful. I like that. Yeah, very, very good thought there. Um, well, we try and keep these to 30 minutes. Gary, you know, thank you for this great conversation. Thank you for um, uh, what your company does. Um, and again, you know, anybody looking for solutions, there's a lot out there. Go out and find one, do your diligence. But um, if this is the right solution for you and can make your driver better, let's do it. Um, Phil, do you have any closing closing? No, yeah, uh, thank you, Bob. I Gary, again, thanks for coming on. And 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 I know we uh, quite often are are talking about uh, safety with uh, with light duty fleets, but uh, I think we obviously need to address trucks uh, because oh my goodness, how many are out there? And uh, but a lot of what we talk about crosses over all lines, and I think a, a lot of what we discussed here today crosses over all safety lines. So I hope uh, hope all of our uh, viewers get something out of this one. So. I appreciate you coming on, Gary. I appreciate both of uh, not only the opportunity of what both of you do. This is just another tool of what the platform you use. And, uh, you know, longtime followers. So I appreciate this. And what an honor. Uh, and thank you so very much. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you. All right. Well, thank you again for coming on, Phil. Thank you. It's good to see you again. Um, this is not Phil's and uh, my uh, uh, full-time jobs. We have real jobs. Uh, this is more of a passion. So uh, uh, we just really enjoy doing this. So um, thanks, everyone. Um, have a great uh, rest of your week. And we will talk soon.